0: To some simple, albeit strange, request from God, we got to see how God moved in the hearts of people and how miracles began to happen and how tickled He got. He had to get with Himself as they experienced what God could do in them, through them, and around them. And then the next week on the video, I had somebody come in today and said, yeah, we showed up a couple weeks ago, so you weren't here? I said, yeah, I was, you know. And so they, they watched on the screen as we talked about the pool at Bethesda and how Jesus comes in and he heals this, this man who had been there for 38 years and the, the strange nature of their conversation and how his actions, his getting up, is what caused the miracle to be evident to all. But there were some who could not see God working. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, yes, whether or not you see God working doesn't mean he is or he isn't. It's like people all the time, I don't believe in God. That's okay. (laughs) He believes in you. I'm, I'm all right with that. Your belief or unbelief in my God doesn't make my God any less real. And, and 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 these miracles, they're not any less real because I partly believe them or because I might believe them or because I can't get my finger on them. But my access to their power is overwhelmingly affected by whether or not I believe that they happened. And that man, despite the fact that he'd been laying on his back for 38 years, despite the fact that he didn't know if he'd look like a fool if he tried to walk, hopped up and danced and walked and carried his mat, and God purposely got out of the way and let religious people, rule people, snarl and sneer, and the Bible uses the word mutter about what was going on. Well, that didn't happen our way, and we didn't have any part of that. So it must not, you can't do that here. Listen. Jesus does where he wants, when he wants, how he wants, and you're either on the train or you're not. And this whole series about more is about the experience on the train. It's about the experience when we obey, whether or not it makes sense. It's about the experience that God has given us, and I want to take you now to the verses that we've been uh, that have been shadowing over this whole thing. We're going to look at two more sets of verses today and next week. All right. One of my favorites is next week, but the one that I dropped into the email, the one that I I've pushed us toward is this week. And you need to know who he's talking to. All right. These, these fishermen, uh, bankers, uh, construction workers, m- m- mechanics, and no, I know they weren't mechanics. I'm, today, today, all right, uh, guys who, who, who cash out at the grocery store and, and stock shelves, 12, 17, 18, and 19-year-old young men who did common everyday work. Yanked off of the job and followed this man around for two and a half years, watching him, watching him do the darndest things. And, and coming to this reality that Peter voices so well when God says, are you guys going to leave me too? Because Jesus preaches a really hard sermon one day. And everybody leaves. Everybody. He doesn't even get finished. People start walking out, all right? If you all began to walk out and there was only like ten of you left, And I stood up and said, well, are you guys leaving too? Here's what Peter said. If not you, then who? I've been watching you for two and a half years now. If not you, then who? And and in so many words, here's what Jesus says. You. Think about that for a minute. He's not asking us to believe in us. That's not what's happening there. But he is saying, I have another job that only I can do. And so I am going to go and get that job done. It is God-sized, and I have to do it. The Father and I have to do it. However, I am going To bring down, God is going to send down the same power, the same authority. Though I did not give you a spirit of fear, I gave you a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. I'm sending something that's going to fill you up. And he's talking to these people, and you're going to do the work I started. You're going to carry it out to the rest of the world. And these guys are going, we're going to what? And I need you there. Miss Kena, I need you there. I, I'm not trying to empower you to vote for something. I'm not trying to empower you to think a certain way. Here's what I'm saying. I need Tasha. I need Wesley. I need Ryan. I need Paul there. I need you sitting at the feet of Jesus overwhelmingly understanding that you are absolutely incapable of the call upon your life. And that call is irrelevant to how well you are or how sick you are, how short you are or how tall you are, the influence that you have or do not have because it is not you that's going to do it. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's where we are, sitting at His feet broken, bruised, hurting, and Baffled! I need you baffled at the feet of God right now because he's about to add to it. Philip, Lord, Lord, show us. Show us the Father, and that'll be enough. Gosh darn it. You know, Jesus just wants to go, no. Oh! Jesus don't you want to go (laughs) Philip show us the father and then give me proof and then doesn't work like that and if it does work like that, then let's hit rewind for just a second and watch six sardines turn into the grand buffet. Let's watch the 38-year-old guy that shouldn't have been swimming walking around. Let's watch the water turn into wine. Let's watch the guy come down through the roof. How, what do you need? Just, just, Just let me see God and then it'll be fine. Jesus said, don't, <laughs> don't you know me, Philip? Don't you all think it might have had some of that tone in it? We want it to read like the preacher reads it. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been, no, Jesus is like, oh, he didn't catch the whole Emmanuel thing. The whole God with us thing, just whoo, like that purple puppet. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about, you Jeff Dunham fans. Anyone who has, ha, anyone who has seen me, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Let me help you. Why do you think kids are so excited post-edge? Why do you think we are po- excited post-revival? Why do you think people get so excited post Youth camp because you're taken into a place where God is actually allowed to work and move and there aren't any distractions. And for just a minute, you see God. You experience God. And God says, why is it that you need to walk around with some kind of photograph of me? Isn't Do I not live in you? Anyone who has seen the Father... Has seen me. How can you? How can you say, "Show us the Father"? I mean, Jesus is kind of. I mean, he's not livid, but he's kind of like. B-n-da. Then he asks a great question. I've heard your words. If not you, then who? I've heard your words. We will follow you. I've heard you argue. I'm going to sit on your right hand. I'm going to sit on your left hand. I've heard you sing. I've watched you raise your hands. I've seen you gather in the pews. But here's the question. Don't you believe that I am the Father? Church, sitting at his feet, baffled, out of your control, this is a legit question. Not a Sunday morning, get through it so we can get to town hall so you can get to the buffet. Legit question. Do you believe That the Jesus that you say you worship, that the Bible says is here because two or more are here, that is gathered in this place. Do you believe that the Lord of all creation is who he says he is? Don't nod. Ask yourself. The words I say to you, I don't even speak with authority, Jesus says. I don't speak. Rather, it is God, the creator of the universe, living in me who is doing the work. That's the difference between Jesus and God. God is, was, ever will be. That God is inside Jesus. He is, Jesus confesses. He is doing the work in me. Why? Because I am, for this time, bound by the body. I am 100% man. That's what makes it work. But I am also 100% God. That's where the power will, will come from because something hasn't occurred Something hasn't occurred that gives us all the power. Paul said it. I believe in Jesus Christ and the power of his what? Resurrection. Do you believe? Not talk, not walk, not nod, not raise your hands. Do you believe that Jesus is alive, that he is who he says he is, and that you are who he says that you are? Or believe me when I say, don't you think you got a little fired up and finally had to say what I'm saying right now? Maybe even like I'm saying it. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least (laughs) believe in the evidence of the work. At least believe in the things that I decided to let you in on. I think he looked at the farmer. I think he looked at the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker sitting in front of him, and he says, now I'm going to tell you something that you're not going to believe. You yeah, know, that wasn't funny. Yeah I, like that. yeah, I know. My sister's over there like, believe me when I tell you. Church, either this changes you from now on, or it doesn't. Because the question I asked you before, the question Jesus asked, do you want to get well? It made all the difference. Why? Because if you didn't want to get well, no walking was going to occur. You can tell me you believe all day long, but if you really believe, there is a promise that comes with it. Verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, comma, and they will do even greater things than these. Huh? Jesus Christ looks at the common man, the Pauls, the Craigs, the Jamies, and the Georges, and says, the work of God on this earth will now occur through the ones who truly believe and act And the actions that they will do will be greater than what I did. There is more. You don't have it because you're not going after it. Period. Period. No excuse, no defense, no muttering, no mumba-jubba. You don't have it because you're not tapping into it. Your God is a cheap trophy on your wall. Your God is a cheap magic lamp that you rub when you need something, when you want protection from something, when you want God to do your will. And you've not grabbed hold of not my will, but yours be done. The minute that you do. Greater things will blow your mind. I am not angry. I am not even upset. I am burdened because I see more than 12. And I know what the Father promised me that you're capable of. And I know that I believe that when my God says it, he will do it. And the question is, do you believe it? Let me tell you a couple of stories. I got them in the last week. They're not old stories. They're real. They're I got one of them in me bedroom. Don't don't get worried. My wife likes to just put on random movies, and 99 times out of 100, it's one of like five movies. It's one of the Rocky series. It's Twister. It's uh yeah, huh? Yeah, oh, I love Twister. One of the Rocky series. One of the Twister series. Uh. Uh, what else do you throw on there all the time? Oh, one of the Jurassic Park movies. Dinosaur, my kids are scared to death. <laughs> or some kind of old school romantic comedy. Well, the other day, Netflix up and uploaded Kate and Leopold. Anybody? Kate and Leopold. Super cute, old fashioned romantic comedy with, uh, you know, our, our girl Meg Ryan from the 90s. All right, after she got her lips done, wigs me out. And uh, man, cut that from the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. All right, so, and then you got Wolverine, before he was Wolverine, all right? And, and uh, so Hugh Jackman and, and Meg Ryan are in this movie, and I got to give you the, the plot. Here's what happens. Uh, he is a gentleman from the past, a very dignified person, all right? And he somehow falls into this uh, time-traveling portal, falls off a bridge or something, ends up in now, all right? Same place. But now, all right. But he's walking around in his 1800s attire, you know. Uh, uh, a Sense and Sensibility meets, you know, today, and oh, and he knows how to treat women. He knows how to do things. But he keeps saying he's from the past, and nobody believes he's from the past. But he says he's from the past, and Meg Ryan runs into him, and they actually fall in love with one another. But trying to do it, da 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 da, and. Dah, 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 It just doesn't work out, but they do fall in love. Well, her ex-boyfriend is a scientist who believes in this portal and actually went back and was taking pictures, and all of this goes on, and it's super weird till it gets to the very end. And he has to go back, but they love one another. But he's going back because he's got till midnight to pick his bride. So he goes back. She's in the future, and here's what happens. She's ready to give a speech at the end of the movie, And her ex-boyfriend comes in, breaks everything uh, uh, up, hands her this envelope. She doesn't want to listen. She throws it down on the thing, and these pictures come out of it, and there's three or four of them there. Listen. And as she's giving the speech, she looks down, and in one of the photographs from the 1800s, she sees her. So there's a picture that her ex-boyfriend took when he was in the past of her in the past, but she's never been in the past because, well, she hasn't been in the past yet. But that tells her, you listen to church? She knew before she did it that she was going to get there. But she walks out of the room and has to jump off a bridge into the river to get her back there. So there's this leap that has to happen. But the idea is that because I've already seen it, I know that I can do it. You know I'm a Harry Potter fan, right? All right. So in the Harry Potter movies, all right, the same thing happens. In Jamie's favorite one, all right, the, the, um, the Prisoner of Azkaban, all right, they, they have to save this guy, and um, two-thirds of the movie happen, all right, and then there's this thing called a time turner on Hermione, and Hermione and Harry go back in time, all right, and you watch the movie again, like, like 30 minutes of the movie, you watch it repeat but you see them in it. So you know why everything was happening because they're up there and they're right here and they're trying to keep some things from happening. All right, well, here's what happens: Right before Harry and and this guy, Sirius, die, these Dementors are flying around and it takes this spell that no no little wizard could cast. It's like a super adult magic big, big old spell. Well, that spell happens in the movie and it gets these hundreds of, of Dementors away. And, and saves them, and Harry wakes up, and, and he could see the light, and he can see the figures, so he tells everybody, my dad, who's dead, showed up and saved us. Well, when the movie does its rerun, Harry has seen the, 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 the spell come out, he's seen his own life saved, but it turns out it wasn't his father at all. He runs out, when he realizes it, casts the spell, so he's dying, but he's also saving himself. And then he gets on this flying creature, and here's the line. He says, she says, how were you able to do it? And he says, I don't know, but I knew I'd already done it, so I knew I could do it. Do you understand? And she said, no, and they fly off. Church, listen, I know that's confusing, but hear me. Listen, Harry would never have cast a spell if he didn't know that he had already succeeded in casting the spell. She would have never jumped off that bridge if she hadn't what? Seen the photograph of her already in the past. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that everything that Jesus says is true? And if you knew, if you knew the future, and knew... The great things were going to come of you. Would you go ahead and step forth and do them? Would you jump off that bridge? Well, what if I can show you that you do? Truly, verily, it is so, is what the Greek word said. I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Listen. And... They will do greater things. Do you understand that Jesus is universal, so he's already been in the future, so he's already seen you do them? So if you believe you can, you just have to believe that what he says is true and act like it. Either you do not believe a word the Bible says, or you believe every word the Bible says, and Jesus just told you, Not only that you could, but that you will. There's your photograph. The God who is in yesterday, today, and forever just told you what was going to happen. All he asks is that you believe in him, have faith in him, and obey him. And he's going to go to the Father on your behalf to make it so. I promise you there's more because I believe what God says is going to happen. And what I will do is whatever you ask in my name so that God and me, Jesus Christ, can be glorified. I don't know why God... I had a hard time and I didn't want to preach it and I'm not going to preach it. I have no idea why, why God walked up to a pool and most of you didn't probably think about this. In John 5, I don't know why God walked up to a pool where there was a hundred people who needed healing and only healed one. People all the time are like, well, everybody, God wants everybody healed. God wants this healed. God. No, he doesn't. If he did, that story would be different. I'm not God so I don't get to choose why he heals, who he heals, when he heals them. Here's what I'm sure of. I know why he picked that guy. I know what happened after that. And I know what I learned about God because of it. And that is what God is in the business of doing. Making things happen so that we know more about him. So that we fall more in love with him. So that we see more power, more glory, more honor, more hope in him. So that we give him all the glory. Everything is for the glory of God. But it all happens out of obedience. It all happens in the day-to-day. It all happens when... It all happens when maybe, true story. Maybe there's a man who is a spiritual leader in a congregation. And for no other reason than that God has impressed it upon his heart, he feels the need to buy a plane ticket. Nothing more, nothing less. And God is impressing on another man in the same church at the same level of leadership. He is to buy a plane ticket. And those two men with no agenda whatsoever other than there is a family who is in another city whose husband is dying who is about to have a major surgery and God is impressed on these men's hearts that they are to get on an airplane, that they're explaining to their wives that they're going to buy plane tickets, that they're going to hop on a plane for no other reason than to show up in a hospital room and pray for a man who is about to have a surgery where they cut you from your neck to your belly button, pull you open, pull all of your organs out, take all of the cancer off of them, pour something in that basically burns away everything else. If you're still alive, they replace your organs put them all back together, and sew you back up. It's called the mother of all surgeries, And it was to happen this past Thursday. Two men got on a plane, and they went to a hotel room, and they prayed with the family. And on Thursday morning, this surgery begins. And eight hours later, in a surgery that should have taken 17, there's a call to to the waiting room, and they said, we're closing him up, we're coming out. It's okay. And they closed him up, and they came out, and they said, I don't know what's going on here, but yesterday our scans showed cancer everywhere. Our biopsy I reached in, I picked up a piece and pulled out a piece of cancer. Yeah, it's there. They match the scans from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Baltimore. They match. You're covered. You're dying. We went in today, and there was a one-inch spot that we could slice off, and there's no more cancer. I don't know those two guys' names. But I know that sitting in this room right now, there's a brother-in-law and a niece and a nephew that have their uncle because God works when people listen. You understand? God does wild things when regular people listen. Jimmy, Cassandra, Miss Pat, Missy, they all, I'm telling you, there's more. There's so much more power miracles that can happen well just listen and it's going to happen in you if you just obey Lisa's not with us but Paul and Maddie and Brennan are here celebrate with them celebrate maybe it's for a day maybe it's for 30 years I know they don't care but I know that I didn't need to know the men's names. I don't need to know the names of the doctors and the nurses. Here's what I'm sure of. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. Who yielded his life in atonement for sin. And opened the gates so that all may go in. Go do big things. There's more. Let's pray. God, I don't know what you have, but I know that it's big. I know that it's going to happen. Through young men like Brennan, through husbands like Paul, through leaders like Spencer, hard-working people like Steve and Mike through vision casters like Rhonda lovers of children like Cicely and Nick God, you're going to do great things through us because you're doing what you need to be doing right now and we need to be about the work of doing what you need us to be Give us ears to listen, strength to serve, discernment to obey, and the courage to go. In Jesus' name, amen.